He called her to escape that domestic violent relationship. I said, Lord, I thank you, Father. Because that could have been my mother. That could have been me and my siblings, Jesus. Oh, the goodness of Jesus Christ. Oh, the goodness of Jesus Christ.
sickness and disease, HIV, STDs. He allowed you to escape suicide, depression. Why not me? God, you allowed me to escape suicide. Being murdered. A straight bully. His goodness. His mercy. I'm telling you, God allowed my mother and myself to escape that domestic abusive relationship. I said, Lord, thank you for reminding me of your goodness and your mercy. That I have a husband that loves me and my son. The goodness of the Lord. That I'm not being abused. I don't have to live in fear for my life. The goodness of the Lord. Is there anything worthy of praise? Is there anything worthy of praise, Jesus? Is there anything worthy of praise? Is there anything worthy of praise, Jesus? I don't take your goodness and your mercy for granted. Because that could have been me, Father. That could have been me. That could have been me. But the goodness of the Lord. I could have been a mother, single mother. I could have had kids out of wedlock. The things that we take for granted. You found me suitable to have a husband. To be able to bear children, the goodness of the Lord. Oh, the goodness of the Lord. Oh, the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. I don't think you understand the severity of it. The goodness of the Lord. Those two young ladies died because of their abuse and the children. But the Lord allowed my mother and us to escape. goodness of the Lord I can't leave this place because that's real to me the son the son was killed the mother was killed and she was pregnant the goodness of the Lord the goodness of the Lord is there anything worthy of praise is there anything worth giving honor give you the praise Father. I give you the glory for your goodness and your mercy Father. I give you the honor Jesus. I'm still much to live. Hallelujah Jesus. Why not us? Why I'm not the crackhead on the corner? Why I'm not the prostitute Jesus? Why haven't I been raped? Why not me Jesus? The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. Why our children haven't been abducted into human trafficking? The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. Thousands of children go missing every day. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. He said, "There's anything worthy of praise." That think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. Our young children have been murdered.
Hallelujah, she's forgiven because he knows not what he too. Hallelujah, it was on my 
what he's Forgive him because he knows not what he does. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. I could have been incarcerated. The things that we seem to forget. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. That you came and visited me that night. And told me no. Forgive him. we have to say about the murder, the molester, the rapist. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. His blood was not required already. But when you pray when you pray it was as if we never experienced the trauma it was a smooth exit and peace was there may we never forget may we never forget Yes, you have never heard. Yes, you have never known. 
Yes, from of old your ears has not been opened. For I, the Lord, knew that you, O house of Israel, dealt very treacherously. You were called a transgressor and a rebel in revolt from your birth. For my name's sake, I defer my anger. And for the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you, that I may not cut you off. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried and chosen you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. I refer, refrain and do not utterly destroy you. For why should I permit my name to be polluted and profaned? Which it would be if the Lord completely destroyed his chosen people. And I will not give my glory to another by permitting the worshiper of idols to triumph over you. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel. I call my called ones. I am he. I am the first. I am also I also am the last. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll be reading James 1, 2 through 8 and 12. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a purpose, for a person with divided loyalty is an unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. Remember, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And the word of the Lord is blessed. chapter and the foundation of this ministry and what should be the foundation of all of our lives it so reads if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love that reasoning intentional spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing. 
a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food. And if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, thank you Jesus, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Thank you, Lord. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening love never fails never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end as for prophecy the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose it will be fulfilled and pass away as for tongues they will be destroyed and cease as for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. Oh, but when the complete and perfect, the total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things hope joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation thank you Lord and love true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us these three but the greatest of these is love Say love.
my God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. My goodness. Get yourself together. We'll get you a second. Let Minister Hal come down and get his spot. God got to cause an imbalance to bring some balance. Okay, okay. Touch the hollow of his hip. Make him remember who he is. Okay. Oh, man. Paul had a thorn, and it's okay. Y'all ready to grow? Y'all ready to develop? My goodness. All right, man. This is going to be good. This is going to be awesome, man. Right. I just, I just want to Hey, Keisha. How you doing? All right, man. All right. How you doing now? Sir, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. I like that. Strong grip. You ever touch a grip, you know, shake a hand with a man and his hand limp? Like, that was a strong, I like that like that. Way to go, man. I love that. Yeah. I do, man. I mean, that was a strong... I like that. It says a lot about a person. Just got to run through a little bit. You know, check the spirits. See what's happening. You know? You want a pastor that's prepared for everything. And that's something, you should know your call. And then you should know how to function in that call. And everybody ain't going to understand your call. Okay, okay. Man, but I'm going to need you to understand your call. Yeah? All right, man, and I feel like shepherding today. Man, good to see everybody. Man, just checking things. Man. All right, men. Yes, sir. All right, we're getting there. That was all right. We had men's fellowship yesterday. Amen. Yeah, we're going to. I'm going to share a few little things from the men's fellowship. Can I do that? Y'all sure? (laughs) I have to because I'm one with my wife. Have you, have you had a good conversation with your spouse? Yes. I mean, really good conversation. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about friendship. I'm going to get there. Got a little time today. I better take care of it. We talked about some things yesterday. I'm going to share because some of the men that are here today aren't. They won't hear yesterday. Just a few little things. And I, I talked about what is the main issue. I'm, I'm always searching what's, what's going on with the men. You know, you are the foundation. A foundation doesn't move. A foundation does not move. I'm going to get up and go over here and 
be my foundation here today, then I'm going to get up and go over here tomorrow. No, a foundation is immovable. The purpose of it is to be secure. All right? So, foundation is not, it's not easily moved. Men, you're not easily moved. Woo. Well, my subject for yesterday was self-discipline. Yeah. Amen. Amen for that. Oh, man. And I said, most men are not disciplined. They're not. Okay. All right. See, I love honesty back there. Hmm. And I was telling them the number one trait, the number one trait needed to accomplish any goal in life or life that you set, it is that you are self-disciplined. If you are self-disciplined, you will meet every goal that you set. If you are self-disciplined. You're not self-disciplined if somebody got to tell you to do something. You're not self-disciplined. Okay? Self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptation to abandon it. That's what the men is learning. All right. See, that you have to start with the man. He's the foundation. He is the anchor of the family. But he's going to have to get his emotions under control. Y'all came to receive, right? All right. So then that means you came to receive. That means you're going to be conception today, right? Right? It's going to be conception. Yeah, I came to get pregnant today on purpose. Because at one point in my life, I'm going to have to give birth and deliver. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. I also said self-discipline also means to make yourself work hard. Or believe in a particular way without needing anyone else to tell you what to do. So to be self-disciplined, you have to be self-motivated. You have to be be willing to work at it. So we talked about a few things and a lot of preparation that we do in our solical development. We, We develop... A lot of things when it comes to, you know, a young man, I was giving an example. I used me yesterday. So using a young man, you know, you get, you get older, you want to start working out. You want to develop your body. Yeah. And, you know, later after that, the next stage, you are concerned now about your, your career, your business, where you want to go in life. You know, now you don't stop working out. Now I'm just focused on this. But you spend a lot of time in developing 
that body. When I was doing bodybuilding, everything I was, I mean, it was so precise. Everything worked out six days a week. You have to eat on time. You got to eat this portion. You got to have supplement. And then I went in and did all my research on what I was taking and what it would harm it would do to my body, to my organs and all that type of stuff. I did my research. I put in the time, the work to, to, de, to, do at, um, to come at the end of the 16 weeks to be on stage with 3% body fat, and I was ready to win. There's a lot of work that you went into it. I have a lot of preparation I did. Just like when you go to school. You spend a lot of hard-earned money. You study up at night and all these type of things. You're going to be going to school for the next seven years. You prepare. You do all those type of things. You study. You got, you know, partners and you get tutors. You get all these types of things. You learn. You put into it. You put the work in. You want to be a doctor? You got to put the work in. You got to stay up late. You're going to miss some things. You prepare. You, you prepare. You're going to miss some things. You prepare for that role. You, you're doing all that for your intellect. You had a plan. Then I told him we got all that planning, but then there was no spiritual plan. You didn't include a spiritual plan. You had no investment in your spiritual plan. So this, I'm trying to find what's going on. You did a lot of research. You did a lot of things. When it came, your teacher told me, she said, man, if you, I'm up 2 o'clock in the morning looking through the magazine trying to figure out what I want to do and all this stuff I'm learning. She said, man, if you would just put that into the kingdom, yeah. you'd be a force to be reckoned with in the yeah. spirit world. Yeah. All my effort, all my, you know, study time was for my solo cool value. Nothing for my spiritual development. Right. Nothing. So when the storm comes, I'm not anchored in. Right. I have no foundation spiritually. And this is what I was trying to get us men to really understand our responsibility. Yeah? yeah? yeah. You know, we, we, I'm just giving you a little small synopsis of what we're doing. And... um. We don't invest in spiritually or oh, spiritual things. You know, you, you buy your car, you spend a lot of money on your clothes, you know, your Jordans and all those type of things. Come on. You spend $200 on them, but you won't spend, you know, $25 on a book. You know, because you value that. You don't value your spiritual development. You leave that up to someone else. Don't, you spend money on everything. You will put, I mean, all kind of money into conferences, going all this type of stuff for your education. Go ahead. But when it comes to our spiritual development, we have nothing in the bank. Wow. So you can't pull from it. Jesus. Like when you go to school for eight years, you, you're going to pull from what you learn. Yeah. Because you value that, but you don't value your spiritual development. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I used me. So then I had to have a plan. I needed a plan. Once I, oh, oh, this is the big one. Once I got free. See, I didn't start my spiritual plan and development until I got free. See, and this is what we do. See, most of us just jump right into it. And, and you still need to be delivered. 
Okay. I said the first thing I had to do was to get rid of the demonic influences that were leading me. No, I, I, no, you just get saved and you just coming in and everything. They're telling you a millionaire and you got all this stuff. and mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, yeah. you, you didn't do your first work. So I'm going to receive Christ, but then I'm, I have all these issues. True. But you don't, most of us don't deal with them. This is why we're still struggling now, because we didn't deal with them. Yeah. That's why you're struggling now, because you didn't deal with them. I had a plan. First, before I even start my spiritual development, I must first recognize what is on me. What is attached to me? Because that's going to cause drag. I'm not going to be aerodynamic in the spirit. I want to be a stealth bomber in there. Man. So I need to get rid of all the things that are slowing and hindering me. Right? See, we come to Christ. We just come in. We go right in. You ain't dealt with none of that stuff in your flesh. That's why you can sit here with pride and arrogance. You can See, and that's the thing. We don't want to deal with the hard thing. We don't want to deal with it. You, you're satisfied right now. You've been managing your demons real good. They ain't going, you're just managing them. I'm going to church now. You need to be quiet in here. We'll talk later. Yeah, you do. And the demon don't like what I'm saying right now. But I'm not, a scared. I'm not afraid or scared. Because I don't answer to you, I answer to God. See, that's the problem. We won't address these things. It's just going to stay the same. You are to... Oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> So I was telling them yesterday, the first thing I need to do first, 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 before I'm talking about I'm prophesying and I'm praying and I'm laying hands on people. Wait a minute. First, I need to deal with me. The things I struggle with. Because then if I, if I don't do that, I'm going to have a wrong foundation about my salvation. And most of us aren't, we're not acquainted with our salvation. No, we're not. I like to preach hard because I don't like the demons that be messing with y'all. Mm. You should be squirming in your seats. Yeah, that's right. Chains going to come. Okay. So I had to deal with what the things that I dealt with in my flesh that most of us are still dealing with. You should not be dealing with them now. Mm, mm, mm. Had to get rid of the porn. Had to get rid of the lust and all that is attached to porn and lust and masturbation. Yeah. 
See, this is the thing. See, y'all, stop acting like your flesh, you know, is telling you, shh, don't say that. Be quiet. And it's the very thing that it don't want to hear. If it ain't you, it ain't you, but it is somebody. And that's who I'm talking to. Marriage don't stop there. And if you gay, marriage don't stop that. Okay. All right. This some, y'all ready today? Y'all ready? Y'all better buckle up. It's going to be a ride. Y'all better be ready. I'm coming for them demons today. Oh, I told y'all been counseling them. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. See, y'all, y'all spirits be like, yes, get this thing off of me. Get it off. It's, it's throwing me down. Man, distorting everything I hear. Woo. My good. Self-discipline. Self-deliverance. Uh-oh. Ain't nobody got to lay hands on you. All right. The only thing that you keep holding on to the demon. You got him in the full Nelson. You know, and he's trying to leave, but you want him to stay. Okay. All right. All right. Y'all right. know that cussing demon. Y'all don't think. Okay, so I'm going to talk about myself. Can I talk about myself first before, before I get into y'all? <laughs> that was the first thing that when I got saved that I asked God to do. Yeah. is to clean up. Now, I ain't deal with the point. You ain't deal with the heavy stuff yet. Deal with this. I wanted to stop cussing. And I, I grew up in a house. My, my dad was a Navy. He, he cussed. North Carolina, because <laughs> so it was it was what was in my environment. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I'm like six years old, dropping f bomb everything. I had a degree, magna cum laude. Tupac ain't had a thing on me. Shoot, I and I loved. To cuss. I love to cuss. Just like you love your sin. You don't hate your sin yet. Because if you did, you wouldn't be doing it. I hate it. Once, once I got delivered. See, this is what just coming to church and hearing it preached. I didn't hear all this grace. I heard this is what you need to do. That's right. No change. Well, okay, I'm going to get to that too. No change. So I, I, I said, Lord, please give me one day. Just give me one day. One day that I don't cuss. Don't, don't give me 30 days. Give me one day. And he started working. But for that to work, everything came up. 
that I would have to cuss. That made me want to cuss. That's right, which is necessary. Which is necessary. Most of y'all going through your test because it's something that you proclaimed. Mm-hmm. That's why you're going through what you're going through right now. I serve you, Lord. I'll serve you. Okay. I'll be a witness for you. He coming for everything that you just said. I love them. He coming. Hmm. I told you. What he do? The enemy gets you to curse your own self. I'm just sick. I'm sick of this mess. I'm tired of this church. Get you to curse your own self. Get you to curse your own self. So the first thing I want to do is clean up my mouth. Problem with that is I was speaking what was in my heart. So the problem with that, I need to clean up my heart. So now I can speak the right thing. With power. See, there's a difference in speaking a word and speaking a word with power. Because I can speak that power just like this. <laughs> Ain't got the yeah. No, my authority. Okay. Okay. So, um, I was telling the man yesterday. Let me see. One of those things that I, I wanted to do um, in my planning was, like I said, get delivered. And then once I got delivered, you know, um, in that process of being delivered, I had to find the source of my misguided emotions in the pursuit of here. I had to find the source of my misguided emotions, the ones that were controlling me and the ones that I could not hold in. They would just come out. I had to find my misguided emotions. See what I'm saying? Yeah, emotions not bad. They, they're not to rule you. Okay. That's right. So I had to find out that before. I mean, I'm not asking to serve and do all this stuff. And, and I want first, I want to get me in a position. Okay. I had to get my heart in a position. I had to get my heart in a position to hear the word. You know, and my, my expert, he, you, I'm a product. I'm, you, I preach just like him. I won't try to be. It's just the environment that my spirit was in. And I heard truth. I love truth. I didn't want to hear the lie. The other, the th- other things were lies about me. I wanted the truth. And see, what we, we hate, and believers, we're supposed to love the truth. The truth that you are not developing like you should. The truth that you don't forgive. That you walk in bitterness. See, we don't want, that's the truth and you need to hear it. Does it matter how I say it? Is it the truth, though? Is it the truth? That's right. No, we won't be pacified. Man, y'all supposed to be tough. Emotionally. Strong. No. Soon as somebody say something, don't agree with you, you get offended. No, that shows me your immaturity. 
that show me exactly where you are. And I'm going to be a little careful with you. I have to. Because I need to protect the other sheep. Okay. All right. But I do see you. See, that's the problem, teacher. I put you to the test about the spiritual gift that I put you to the test in church. That will test it again. That gift is real. She called me out. So did that demon had to go. I won't offend it. You are right. I was looking. You are right. Put the spotlight on you. And that's that's what a lot of us don't like to put the spotlight on. Embarrass. I ain't embarrassed. You know why? Because you got flesh just like me. I'm just not afraid of exposure. You are. You are. You got the wrong wall up. Mm, man, you better go ahead and say that. No. See, and as believers, we should, we should understand. I know exactly what you're going through. But I'm also telling you, you shouldn't be going through that now. Okay. Can I shepherd? Okay. The Bible said you need one. Matter of fact, he said, I'm going to give you one. I'm not going to give you one that you can manipulate. And a lot of people come to church, they think they can manipulate the pastors. Hello? Not going to happen here. That's wrong. That's witchcraft. That's one thing. It's, and then challenge your leadership. That's something. That's, that's wrong. And we are one. Challenge. That says a lot about you. That says exactly what you're walking in. That you refuse to see. Man, it's called pride. Okay. All right. We're, we're supposed to grow spiritually, man. Mm. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. We lack that. We lack that. That's, that's because, remember I told you what self-discipline is? Right? I told you it's the ability to control one's feeling. Self-discipline. And to overcome weaknesses. Man, so I mean, I really love the men and I really care for them. And well, thank you. But we got to come up. We got to come up. We do. I mean, don't you think so? Or you think you got it already? Oh, for real. Amen. Talk to me. Do you think you got it already? Okay, I love that. Always on Always. There's a shepherd. 
is great. See, when you think you got it and you already there, there's no need for a shepherd. There's no need for you to be led anywhere because you're leading yourself. You are. I mean, you, you have a son. He can't lead himself. He needs his father. He needs the foundation. He needs the anchor. What type of anchor are you? Hmm? Can I show you a scripture and find out what type of anchor you are? Okay. All right. Let me show you. Let me show you. Go to. Go to First Corinthians. They said, Pastor, somebody said, you're talking a lot. Let's get some word. I heard it. I heard it. Somewhere on this side. I ain't going to say that. You're fighting. All right. First Corinthians. Take heed to what you hear. Okay? All right. And, all right. And how you hear. Because you can hear with the wrong heart. My job up here is to help you. So why you fight and I'm trying to help you? Why? Okay. First Corinthians 10, 13 amplified. Yeah. First, y'all take heed to this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, amplified. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 at verse 13. Look at the small take. It's a lot here. <laughs> it's so read. That's some small text. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance mm. and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, thank you, he will always also provide the way out the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Okay. All right. Now y'all know I want to break this down a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was a lot there. Okay, let's walk. Come on. 
for no temptation. And I've been teaching y'all what a temptation is, right? Your weapon has to be tempted to see if it's, listen, if it's worthy of the war and the battle. That's what tempting means. That's a, temptation is a military term. Uh, y'all think y'all ain't in a war, a battle. Listen to this. For no temptation, no temptation, nor trial. Listen, regard it as enticing to sin. Church don't want to talk about sin. But the church is sinning. Cut on the radio, watch TV, knit podcasts, all that. Very few people talking about sin. Oh, grace is all on there. Grace in the Hebrew is simply this. In this essence, it's God's love toward you. Not all this other stuff that people are making up. It's God's love toward you while you're sinning. While you're in adultery. While you're fornicating. No, his grace is love toward you. He hadn't changed it. My Lord. Come on, let's break this down. Let's break this down. Y'all going to be well-equipped, saints. When y'all meet y'all maker, you're going to be well-equipped. Amen? Amen. That's why you're here. That's why you're, you're not by, it's, listen, it's no coincidence. It's by divine, listen, intersection. This is your intersection with God right now. That's why you're here. Okay. Don't fight while you're here. Let's go. Come on, minister. Take it from the top. For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, Mm. no matter how it comes or where it leads. Hold on. Now, that is in what? Brackets. What that mean? They're like parentheses. Okay, which means? Which means kind of like a, another idea in the middle of a sentence. I like That's that. related to the sentence. Right. So don't forget this one. Don't throw this one out. Amen? Focus in. That's where it's right there. Focus right there. Right? No matter how it comes or where it leads you. Hey. Okay. That temptation. Because it's going to lead you somewhere. It's going to come from some place. Mostly within us. Come on, minister. Read. No matter how it comes or where it leads has overtaken you. It hasn't overtaken you. But I just can't stop. I will die. don't mean nothing to you because we're still doing it come on read this again right there right there no matter how it comes or where it leads has overtaken you nothing nothing loss of a parent a loved one your side chick Say, 
your people. So y'all don't want to play. Paul says more fornication going on in the church than it is in the world. And y'all, and, and it don't change people. I just can't stop. Sure you can. Okay, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. We got to wait some time. Everybody going to sleep on me. Come on. Has overtaken you and laid hold on you. Mm. That is not common to man. Oh, mine's a special. I got a special sin that just overtakes me. Mine ain't like yours. Mine's is different. Yeah, ain't nobody going through what I've been through. Yeah, oh, oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Oh, man, I see y'all back. Amen. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. That is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. Okay. Come on. As such as man can bear. Come on. I but, just, <laughs> how, y'all be like, I just can't take it. Now he done left me. Now I can't take it. I'm going to destroy everything and everybody around me. God said, this is just common. It's life. They ain't supposed to overtake you. Come on, let's go. Let's read. But God is faithful to his word. You don't know his word. You don't know his word. You don't trust his word. You trust in your emotion and your feelings. They override God's word. I said you are delivered. No, come on, come on. Yeah, but you're going to, he's going to, listen, while I said I'm delivered, all the temptation is still going to be there. The desire in your flesh, but not your spirit is in there. And that's where you've been operating from is your flesh. Not your spirit. Come on. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance. Stop. So what you're going through right now, you should be praising God. Now I find out what type of anchor I am. Because he said, I love you so much, I won't put on you more than you could possibly bear. So what you're going through crying, see, what you're going through, somebody else is going through, is a lot tougher. Because that's what you can bear. But they can bear more. Even when you're afflicted. Let's look at Job. And the sickness and everything that happened to his body. That was allowed. 
So what you got, no matter how it happened, it was allowed. Now you're going to find out what type of anchor you are. See, you, your perspective of what you're going through is wrong. That trial and that thing that you're going through right now is for your good. I wouldn't put more on you. To, come on, finish reading this. He can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance. See, that's the key word right there. Your strength of resistance. That's right. That means pressure has to be applied. No, but you're doing your strength training with your emotions and you're crying. And you're complaining and you're murmuring. And you're giving in to that sin. And he said you have the ability to resist. We just give in. You're a weak anchor. You could be a strong man or a weak man. You can have strong faith or little faith. What you're going through is for a purpose. Oh, you're just going to cave in. Come on, read this thing. But with the temptation, mm. he will always also provide the way out if you stay in it but you don't stay in it you you won't let it die you won't let it die you keep trying to resurrect it see this is what happens when you don't know the will of God for your life this is what happens when you don't know the will of God for your life he said, I got you. Just don't give in. Because I already made, because you're in, you're out. But you too must go through the fire. The reason you don't like to go to the reason you keep going through the fire because you won't learn. You won't obey. You won't obey. This is why you keep going in the fire. I don't see what the Hebrew boys went in more than once. Because God was with them then. And he with you now. But you don't trust him. That's why you give in to your flesh. That's what's tested is your flesh. The temptation comes to your flesh so if you walk in the spirit you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh sounds nice different when you actually apply it no one likes to be in the fire the fire is what refines you fire is what purifies you but you keep fighting did we finish come on also provide the way out the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it.
patiently. Ah, that's the word right there, patiently. But guess what they did? That's self-control. Which you don't have. Because you're not anchored in the word. An anchor is there to stabilize you. It brings safety, a resting place. The foundation of a ship is not the hull. It's the anchor. And how is it anchored in? What rock? It has to be anchored in into a rock. Peter. It has to be anchored in on a rock. The problem is, is that it's not anchored properly. So when the current comes, the current comes, it's easily moved. It loses its gripping, its footing. It loses its place. Men, this is what's happening in the world right now. With all the woman power. It's shaking the anchor in your masculinity. Well, if y'all could just really see... What's going on in the world? You wouldn't want to be a part of it. And when you're in your home fussing and fighting, you're a part of it. Oh, where we at? We already got it. Okay. Let me show you also what you have. Go to Second Peter. Mm-hmm. Go to Second Peter, one, one through four. Let's see what we have. Second Peter, chapter one, beginning at verse one. Yes. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle, special messenger of Jesus Christ, to those who have received, obtained an equal privilege of like precious faith. Mm with ourselves in and through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2, may, God's, may grace God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God mm-hmm. and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, for his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life, life. and godliness mm-hmm. through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence, his virtue. Verse four, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, the rottenness and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust Lust and greed greed. 
and become sharers, partakers of the divine nature. That's what you have. Oh. This is what you have when you are born again. You have a divine nature. You are now partakers, a participant in God's nature. So you can't be sinning. That's not his nature. Oh, who is your daddy? Mm. Is it getting in, y'all? Is it taking root? This is why you can't act like that. This is why you can't act like the world with the temptations. Oh, y'all got to get this right here. Woo, it's so much more. It is so much more. Oh, man, teacher. I'm, I, this is just foundational. This is just foundational of where I want to go. He won't let me go all the way with the relationship and the friendship and all the other types of friends. Not yet. I'm going there, though, because that's very important. It's going to help you. Man, okay. Woo! Did y'all get that? Yeah. Teacher is writing notes down. It's going to be on. <laughs> so, y'all say? Y'all say? Yes. Let's find out. <laughs> if you don't know by now, two scriptures. That's really okay. Oh, there's so much more I want to tell you about the thing with the men and how to build invest into your, you know, your spiritual development. You know, I, I was telling him I probably have, you know, your man's library kind of dictates to you his thoughts. His library. See, before I was a sinner, my library was porn. Okay. Up right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was that was my library. Yeah, I told him that yesterday. I told him that. See, I ain't no shame in me. See, y'all afraid to talk about. See, if you are truly delivered, you'll talk about it. If you are truly delivered, you will talk about it. If you're not delivered and you ain't never done it. You ain't going to talk about it. Shame. That's what it is. You're ashamed. And you ain't delivered. He's still building your testimony back there. Because I'm not going to put on you more than you can bear. Now what you going to do with that weight? A ship does one or two things. Either the float or it sinks. Okay. Okay. I was telling you, you got to invest in your spiritual development. That's what this is right here. Is you're investing in your spiritual development. Tell them I got about 300 books and still ordering books. You should have a plan for your spiritual development, a devotion, a time that you spend with God. You have a plan. You have a plan. 
A plan, since we're going to say that, a plan is typically a diagram or a list of steps with details of timing and resources. Used to achieve an objective to do something. Also, it's a strategy, a plan. You got that for your spiritual development? In case this happened, I got this over here. You don't have a plan if you don't have a plan B. Then you never planned. You never planned. Or C. Maybe a D. It depends on how, you know, resilient you are. All right. Hmm. But you need a plan A, B, C, D, depending on how resilient you are. The definition. Oh, okay. I like that one, though. Okay. <laughs> a plan is typically a diagram, you know, like a or a chart. Y'all work with for me with. It's a plan, right? Or a list of steps with details. With details. You got details about your spiritual development? All right. Forgiveness should be in there. All right. Stubbornness shouldn't be in there. Pride shouldn't be in your plan for your spiritual development. Gossip shouldn't be in there in your spiritual development. Okay? It's a step. Listen, it's detail, it's timing, and resources. This is why I have a library. This is probably why I got 150 probably DVDs, and I've listened and studied all of them in my spiritual development. That's all I did in my first probably five years of my spiritual walk is to develop me in my spiritual strategy. I took time. And I was telling them yesterday, they, they see a man, they think he's walking in wisdom and intelligence. No, I said it's a result. What you see is a result of my discipline. That's what you see. It's not a gift. It's a result of my planning for my spiritual development, just like I did when I was doing engineering. I moved to a place where I could learn. I went to work for eight hours a day, come home, and another six hours I would put in learning what I learned at work. Now, I'm self-motivated. I'm self-disciplined. Now, you want to sit there and watch TV and do all these other things and do nothing, think nothing. Right. No, when, and when I, the, the jobs that I do, they have painters, they have animators, and they have uh, modelers. So I say, okay, I can do all three of them. So most people in the industry, they specialize in one. I can do all three of them and sell it. Because I was in the meeting with the million dollar, you know, the decisions being made. About what type of bridge we're going to build. Now I've been in the environment. And I won't do it just as a spectator. I was gathering. Because one day I was going to get laid off. And I'm going to have to do this on my own. Instead of murmuring about the job. And I didn't know I was learning. I was there for a reason. I'm self-motivated. Now I learned everything. And didn't go to school for it. I can sit down with any engineer, any county, you know, uh, municipality, and if they want to design a city, I can do it. Yeah. As a result of my study, of the time that I spent. Same thing. I don't give that more than I give now to God. 
y'all, you have to have a plan. And you need to know how to execute it. You need to be disciplined to execute. That's what a disciple is. It's a disciplined follower of Christ. I didn't see where they kept stopping and falling. And, and you know, I'm doing this. I'm sitting there. I got to get back up. And I didn't see that in there with the disciples. They were disciplined followers. Devout followers. That's right. I wonder all this, what we're doing, manipulating and taking time. You know, everybody's at a different level. No. <sighs> you never. You just talk yourself out of it. This is what I'm telling you about me, my discipline. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I told him yesterday, a man in the classroom, you know, um, I'm in the engineering class, so are mechanics. And, you know, the first day I go in there, I failed the test. You know, I had a first, first day for a couple of weeks in, and I failed the test. Man called me up in front of everybody. I'm the only black guy in there. Called me up in front of the class. Mr. Walker, maybe you need to change your curriculum. Really? What you better do is sit in your chair and get prepared to take, give me another test because I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. <laughs> Tell me I can't do something that I know I can do. See, it's not that. It's that I have the desire to do it. Don't tell me I can't be delivered. I have a desire to be delivered. This is why you're still in your mess because you won't have a desire. Tell me I can't be saved. Yes, I can be saved. I have a desire to be saved. See, this is what we, this is what we don't have. So three months in, I'm the only person in that class that got a job in the field. Before I graduate, I got I have a job just like you right. in the field. I told him yesterday, I went to the job three times. The man didn't hire me. I went back three times. What? This is where I want to work. I won't save then. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I won't baptize. I won't speak in the tongues. Go ahead, go ahead. I had a desire. Go ahead. I was disciplined. I told y'all that's how I grew up in my home. My father was military. He was disciplined. He disciplined all of us. Great fruit. So, after he hired me, because he did hire me, and we became good friends. When I was getting custody of my child, and I did, he came and was my character witness. Mr. Ramming, my character witness. He was a man of God, too. He leave his job and be my character witness because of my character at job at the work at the place. He left. He said he's worthy of this. He could have said no. He said, "If I had known you were this motivated, I would have hired you the first time." Because that motivation affected the whole environment. It affected everybody in that place that's been there for years. My performance. My being on time. Excuse me. Ahead of time. Because if you just get there, you're still late. You should be ahead of time. Just like when you come in. You should be on time. Now, don't get mad. Be on time if you can be on time. And if you just got poor preparation the night before, you need to fix that. See, but it, fall, it, it, follows, it flows over to everything you do. 
your promptness. Because you put value to being here. You put value. You don't put value when you can just come when you want. It's no value to it. Okay, they, your job, okay. You show up for their own time. Okay. But when it comes to God, no, we, we don't have it. So, I just want to give y'all that. So, you know, I'm qualified to be before you. Amen. So, if I tell you you can do it, you can do it. If I tell you you're doing something wrong, you're thinking wrong, you are. Then let's get this thing right. Yeah. See, it's just time to pluck up so we can plant. There ain't going to be no change if you just want the same old growth. Nobody, man. You got to have, you got to want to do this thing. <laughs> Your desire will change everything. And when you're self-disciplined, you'll meet every goal. You know, we are. We are protagonists, so we know we have this. We self-motivated protagonists. So I'm self-motivated. None of y'all, just be self-motivated. It'll change your life. No one has to tell me what I need to do. I know what to do. But you got to know that you're doing it right. Not just the way you're doing it. That's wrong. I need us men right now. Women, y'all are an awesome creature, as the Bible calls you. See, most men, this is how powerful y'all are. Most men come to God through a woman. You don't come on your own. It was somebody, big mama, somebody, a woman. You know why? Because she's still birthing. That's why I came, because you still had to birth me. Most men come to Christ through a woman. Well, let's see. Did Jesus come to the world through a woman? Mm. That's a good thing. But then once you get in, you don't want to hear nothing from her. It is quiet in the house. Do y'all hate sin? I'm going to ask that question, and I'm going to answer it myself. Maybe you don't want to answer, but I'm going to answer it myself. Do y'all hate sin? Yes. Yes. See, I told you. See, well, you can't make the proclamation. Why? Why can't you say it? Because everybody didn't say it. I mean, is it going to kill you to say it? Something will die, though. You know what's going to die? Your will. Your will is so strong. You could be in the presence of God and say, and turn your back because you think it's just a little short bald head guy talking to you right now. And you don't discern that it's God. It should bear witness because God's supposed to be in you too. Supposed to be. He don't be where sin is. He don't. So is that who daddy? Who is in you? Who's in you? All right. There you go. All right. I'm going to leave that one alone here. Once you become saved, 
you're now the temple. Once you are saved, you are now the temple. The temple has now been erect. But you still have to build a wall. Now, you got to relinquish the walls, those strongholds. You got to relinquish them, but you need now to build new walls mm, to protect your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This is what I'm doing with the sheep. This is what I'm doing with you. I'm helping you build walls. Uh-uh. Walls of truth. That's all I did when I did my own deliverance there. The gift was available. I had to do the work, though. It was available. He died. That's what he did on that cross for me. I've given you all things now pertaining to life and godliness. You have deliverance. But now you're supposed to be now a partaker now of my divine nature. Now you're going to love what I love and hate what I hate. Because that's my nature. But if you still love sin, that's not you. False conversion. Okay. You don't want to build a temple with no protection. Okay, this is how you know because you're still sinning and struggling with your flesh, with your flesh. It's hard up here. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Okay, okay. This is what's wrong with us. We're, we're still sinning because there's. No protection around your temple. If you don't build a wall, now you will have people with unclean hands handling the people of God. That's real dangerous because now you got transfer of spirits. But you think you're praying. Mm, okay. All right. Mm-mm. This is this is so good. Me and me and T we 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 just riding in the car, man. We we just have us a good old time in the Holy Ghost. I mean, we 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 know it. She know it too. We need to have the Holy Ghost for real. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We, we, we need to have the Holy Ghost for real. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know why? Because if you did, your whole life would change. If you had the Holy Ghost for real, all things would change. You wouldn't. You're absolutely right. It's it, and that's right. It's right. It's right. What I got right here. All things change. You wouldn't want, listen, you wouldn't want to do the things that you did. No, no. Your desire, that's why I gave you my desire, forced my desire, led me, my desire charged me. 
So this is what's wrong with a lot of us. There's real no Holy Ghost. Because if it was, you'd change. You wouldn't want to do the same things you did. You wouldn't be in the same places that you, you know where you shouldn't be. You wouldn't be there. You wouldn't think the things that you think. Because you could now cast it down before it can manifest. No, no, no Holy Ghost for real. Because the Holy Ghost brings change. He brings conviction. This is how you can continue to sin because you're not convicted. There's no conviction. When I cussed after I was delivered, I cried. Then I went, my immediately response was go to the word. And then I opened up and he said, I, even I have forgiven all of your trinket. I will throw in the sea of forgiveness. Spoke right to me. No, you still love your sin. I didn't want to sin. My desire was not to sin anymore. Because I'm born again. My very nature now has changed. Yep, it's clapworthy for those who really understand deliverance. Still struggling with joy. Still ashamed. What God set you free from. I ain't trying to be free. I am free. Oh, man. Y'all let this thing. And if you ain't convicted sitting in him, my God, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you're not saved. If nothing has hit you at this point, maybe you're not saved. You ain't got that. You ain't got it right. I'm still working on my salvation. All right. Yep. Stop worrying about everybody else and what somebody else doing and how they feel. What about you? Worry about you. Mm, okay. Let them figure it out on their own. They'll get it. Right now, you're in no condition to help anyone. Keep your wisdom to yourself. And you're doing it too. All right. You're not qualified. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Most of us need a genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I said genuine. Y'all know the Mormons got a pseudo kind of experience too. Okay, I just thought I'd throw that out there in case somebody wanted to know. You need that genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit to protect your temple. Most of us, or all of us, should I say, need a real experience. Y'all hear me? Uh -uh. When Paul had his experience, changed his life. He was never the same. He didn't go back and start killing the saints again. He didn't go back out and persecuting the saints again. He had to go back to the very people. That he was killing. 
and say, I found Jesus. Okay. Something happened. A change, a permanent change happened. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. What we haven't been is in the presence of God. Oh, that's it right there. This is what we haven't been. Mm-mm. Because in the presence of God, there's change. You're not going to go in and then come out and do the same things that you used to do. You won't in the presence of God. Couldn't be. Because no flesh could be before him. Most of us worship in our flesh. I know it's not real worship, but it's not in the spirit of the truth, but you, you got them up. Or you don't. That's still worship too. That signifies who you are worshiping. Show this. Woo! So you might want to throw them hands up. There's no way you can be in the presence of God. Because you would never want to. Listen, you would never want to sin again. If you were in the presence of God just one time, your desire, you would change. Listen, listen. Because his divine Holiness would show you his heart. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Not yours. If you was in the presence of him, you would see his heart. And the love that he has for you. You would understand that. You would understand that. You understand what it was, what it would mean to be or have no sin conscience. That's what, in the presence of God, you will have no sin conscience. You have no sin conscience. And one sample of that, you would never return to a sinful life. Because you was absent of sin. Conscious. Y'all, oh, man. Mm-mm. 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 In his presence... It's the absence of flesh. Because that's where your sin nature is. So you say, that's why you got to worship me in spirit and truth. You have not entered in yet. Not when you can raise your hands. And then break the communion when you come out. You've never been in the presence of God. Because you would be changed. Because you would be not conscious of your sin. No flesh can stand before him. Are y'all following? It is. Listen to this. Listen, it is real. It is real. That's why he said, you must worship me in this way. You're not going to, you're not going to not connect with him. You're not going to want to sin. You're not going to want. You now, you will actually be a partaker of his divine nature for real. Because you will begin to live 
in that realm. And you would never want to come out. Keep hollering, teacher, because you have been in this presence. See, a lot of us, it's not. It's not because it would be change. It would be immediate change. With a true baptism, there would be change. There's no way you baptize in the Holy Spirit and you're still sinning. It's no way. That you become a habitual sinner. Your desire. Your desire would change. Your desires would change. How you interact would change. How you speak would change. How you receive would change. How you see would change. How you hear would change. Everything about you would change. Because you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't forget that how that felt to be in front of the holy God with no sin conscience. I never want to get back to that. I never want to be without him like that. I had a taste of that. I was in his presence. You can get it. You won't do it. You won't do it. Listen to that. This is why we must worship him in spirit and truth. As I told you, most of us worship in the flesh because there's no change in your walk or your works. No change in your walk or your works. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to say this. In his presence is true power. I'm going to say it again. In his presence, there is true power. There is no temptation that's given to man. In his presence, there is true power. The problem is you haven't been in his presence. You're still in your flesh. Because there's true power in his presence. True power to defeat every trick and scheme of the enemy. Every deception of the mind of the flesh. No, no. I can't think right. I can't because you're in your mind. Okay, okay. Listen to this. Okay. To defeat the enemy, your sin nature. I want to say this right now. You want to be in his presence. Okay? You must, no, go to the word. This is why. This is why. Go to Isaiah. Quick, quick, quick. You keep trying to get into the presence of God with dirty hands. You keep trying to get into the presence with your old nature. This is what you present him. This is what you come to him in. I told you, when I first, before I spiritually, I got rid of the things that would stop me, block me, and not be deceived. This is who I am. This is what I need to be delivered from. Before I started praying and quoting the word and being all religious. Dealt with me. Because at that time, he was dealing with me. Go to Isaiah. 60, 18. This is why you need to build walls. Isaiah chapter 60 at verse 18. 
Violence shall no more be heard in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation. Did you hear that? This is why you need to build some walls around your temple. Read it again. Violence shall no more be heard in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Enter into my gates and praise. My God, do y'all see this? See, he got you building the wrong walls up. And these walls are supposed to be of salvation, protect the temple. This is how he don't get in. But you let him in because you still got the stronghold walls. You don't have the walls of salvation up. This is why he can't. All right. The problem with the people of God, if they just haven't been in the presence of the true and living God. We've been faking it too long. Yeah, you have. Because you would act different. You would be different. It ain't too late. It ain't too late. That's the thing about the spirit. There's no time, no space. You can change right now with a thought. I'm going to sin no more. Now when everything come at you, say the same thing. Now be vigilant. Be sober-minded. Sin no more. See, we ain't ready. Mm, mm, mm. The question is, are you really saved? With the evidence of the new birth. I didn't say tongues. As teacher said, she's going to teach. Tongues just a sign. Listen to that. With the evidence of the new birth. The evidence that old things have passed away. All things now are new. This is the evidence of your salvation. But we still allow the old man to rule, govern, judge, dictate. Move us. I mean, we're still allowing him to handle us. Oh, I hope you have got some deliverance going on today. Last thing. Teacher Grady, come. Last thing. And I'm going to sit. I'm going to go. There's supposed to be such a change in you that when you're reborn again, they should be asking you this question. Are you the gardener? You don't get it. They don't get it. So when Jesus rose in his new body, when Mary came to him, she was like, who is this? Is this the gardener? It was a total change. Yet it won't, but it was a total change. His appearance, your appearance should be different that you saved again. Are you the gardener? 
I can't tell you, you're born again. There's nothing new. There's nothing of the old man about you. I went out with my father, take him to get his colonoscopy a couple of years back. And me and my father, see, me and my father, we used to look watch porn together. All right, come on. Oh, y'all, y'all rolling? Come on. Hey, Dad, you got this one getting me. And then and got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and took him out to the base. And, and he said, he was sitting there, and, and you know, we looking. And I'm not looking. He said, hey, son, he said, what's going on? Oh, you don't do that no more? No, Dad. I don't. That should be a change if you say you're saved. And somebody should recognize the change in you. You can't be saved and still the same arrogant, bad, mean, angry person. It's no way. It's no way you could be that. It's no way. There should be a profound change in who you are. I said profound change. I'm a new Man, oh, now I know how to handle and cast it down. And now I know I can help myself. Now I can help you. Man, come on, teacher. I'm sorry. Glory to God. I hope y'all got this. Glory to God. What is he saying to us today, Pastor? Uh, he loves us. Some of us always but sometimes we can't hear the love. We can't hear the love uh, from our father. Just like many of our children when they're being disciplined, which is a good thing, and they don't know it's a good thing. This is a good thing. And we can't appreciate the good process of what God is doing. It's not about all what you can't do and the fun you can't have. It's about ensuring that you have a healthy, productive life. I know sometimes that we, some of us come and we like it, you know, you're ready to go because it's not what you love yet. And that's okay, and I can respect that. But I, I, I tell you, that's the thing that you should love the most. Amen. And this is why our life, most of our life is, is uh, in chaos, is, is in a lot of turmoil, a lot of confusion. Um, I got a lot of kickback, something moving. Um, just want you to know before you leave, this is gonna be really quick, uh, as to why are we hearing about sin today and what it really means? Because in the old days, sin was all about sex, right? Um, sleeping around, those kind of things. Uh, sin is so much more deeper than that. But I want us to understand sin. Sin has a, an assignment. And it's twofold. The greater foe that is working on our behalf. I'm going to walk you through that really quick how sin is really designed to work on your behalf. Because God causes all things to work 
for those <laughs> for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So sin is going to be working for your good. The sin in the body, not that you exercise and go out and sin, <laughs> okay? But it's existence in your flesh has a good purpose. The working of it, but it's your response to it that determines whether it's going to be a good working for you. The law of sin and death that works in your flesh is designed to test your faith. It's designed to test your integrity. It's designed to test your consistency in your walk. <laughs> it's designed to prove your character. You come and you interact with people the way that you want to portray. <laughs> but your sin proves and exposes who you really are. You don't have to tell, look, you don't have to tell your business or anyone else. Your character tells your business. It examines and it gives a result of who you really are. It tests whether you're holy or not. Sin tests whether you're holy or not. It's designed with a purpose on your behalf. According to how you respond to sin that's working in your flesh. It challenges you to show yourself. <laughs> you have no other choice. See, you've been in the dark for a while, but it's going to come a time to where you're going to be challenged to show yourself. This lie will not be hidden long. <laughs> that sin will find you out. And you'll be, you will have no other choice besides to show your true self. It tries whether a thing can be done or not. It tries what you really think or how you behave. It's the proof of your feelings. In judgment, your reasoning. <laughs> Romans 6. If we could go there really quick. Oh, is it 6, 7? Uh, just know that it says. <laughs> but now we're delivered from the law. We're delivered from being held in bondage as a slave. We, see, hear me. You're delivered. The word says it. But now we're delivered. <laughs> You're to serve in the newness of your spirit. The word says, thou shall not lust. 
Romans 7, go there, and we do have to go there really quick. Romans 7, uh, we can do 6 through 8 really quick. Amplify, and I'll just end here. Romans chapter 7, beginning at verse 6. Mm-hmm. But now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all intercourse with it having died to what once restrained and held us captive. So now we serve not under obedience to the old code of written regulations. Hold on now. I need you to know that the law is a command. The law is a command. And when you really go into this, you're going to get a little confused about the command and also sin. Go ahead, read. So now we serve not under obedience to the old code of written regulations. Commands. But under obedience to the promptings of the spirit in newness of life. Now, this is why the law and sin, it works really together. Sin is, see, the law had to be there so that I know that what I'm doing that I shouldn't lust. I need to know that I shouldn't run through the red light. The law had to be there. Go ahead. Verse 7. What then do we conclude? Is the law identical with sin? Uh Oh, see, I just told you there. That you're going to get confused with sin and law. So it must mean that there is a working together of the two. Go ahead, read. Is the law identical to sin? Certainly not. Nevertheless, if it had not been for the law, I should not have recognized sin or have known its meaning. For instance, I would not have known about covetousness. Yes. Would have had no consciousness of sin. Or sense of guilt if the law had not repeatedly said, you shall not covet and have an evil desire for one Hold thing. Hold on now. The law, the law is your consciousness. Okay. It's saying repeatedly what you should and should not do. Okay. See, so you have a new conscience that's built in when you accept the call right. as a believer. That's always saying what you should not do. This is not good. This is not holy. This is not of the new birth. You hear that voice. Now, when you when you don't comply to that voice, you put yourself under the spirit of witchcraft. And so when the word of correction comes, you are offended by the leaders who are speaking the correction. But you wonder, why didn't they tell me that, you know, separately, off to the side, or oh, I didn't feel any love when that was said. When you heard the word, the voice of the command from the Spirit of God, that was the love. And now because you disobeyed 
the voice of God through his command, now you have to be treated as such witchcraft. You're working under that spirit. And that is what's now being addressed. Go ahead and read. Verse 8. But sin, finding opportunity in the commandment to express itself. Go ahead. Got a hold on me. Uh-huh. And aroused and stimulated. Go ahead. That's what happens. All kinds of forbidden desires, lust, covetousness. For without the law, sin is dead. The sense of it is inactive yeah. and a lifeless thing. Get this. Without the law, sin is dead. Why would sin need to be alive? Sin needs to be alive so that it can validate, test you. It needs to tempt you. It needs to. This is why you're tested and you're tempted. Because you have to be validated. And this is why sin in the law has to work. And I have to bring sin alive. Go ahead, man of God. What you done? That was verse 8. Go ahead to 9. Verse 9. Once I was alive, but quite apart from and unconscious of the law. Go ahead. But when the commandment came, sin lived again. Go ahead. And I died, was sentenced by the law to death. Go ahead. See, now I'm dead to the things. I am dead to the things that would now entrap me. Okay, okay, we, we, we're at the end because you're tired and you just don't want the word God. Okay, are we saying the law of God? See, see what happens here, and I close, thank you, man of God. What we're saying in our lives and situations that, I, you know, I've tried, I, 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 I got prayer, I fasted. See, these things he said, you, I've given you everything that pertains to life and God. I've given you self-control. That doesn't require a fast. That does not require a fast. I gave you self-control. That means I can control myself. So when we are saying that I can't be delivered. This is what you're saying. You're saying God is insufficient. You, exactly. You're saying God is insufficient to sanctify me. Making man worse. See, this make man worse than he were than he was before. Is that I'm saying that I can't be delivered. Because wait a minute. That can't be so. When you say that you are actually saying that God is a lie. And he cannot sanctify me. He can't sanctify me. And so what you do then. You put yourself in a place to be in a worse state. A worse state than you were before. Leading to a reprobated mind. That's the word. That's the word. 
But the word of God today, I, I really, I really thank the man of God for that because this is what's keeping us in this infantile state. This is why we still can't get along. This is why you're still not walking in love. You, you're still betraying that you're walking in love, but you're not. This is why you, you, you're getting worse. You're looking strange. You're looking real strange in the kingdom. And I'm wondering what in the heck is wrong with you. I'm closing because I know Pastor's going to get me. But anyway, I'm going to keep it real. You're looking real strange. <laughs> this is time for prayer. <laughs> this is time for prayer. <laughs> the ministers come on up. We, we can't be playing with the enemy. So I ain't playing with y'all. You got to get this thing right. Amen. He want to kill you. We got to get the husband, children. the wives right, our children, everybody got to get it right. The dog, the cat, all everybody. what you got in your Goldfish. house, everything got to be right. The plant in the house, come on, everything. 